0: Hello everybody and welcome to Sawbones' a marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy,
1: and I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: Getting top hold today, Sydney.
1: Yes, yeah, we're we're breaking the
0: chain, though. You know me; I'm all, uh, that is sad. So, we'll let's take a moment. What a great chain! There's only three. Three chain memorialized moment of silence. Yeah, one, two, three. Okay, good.
1: I, you know, you already did a moment of silence for that, and I was going to do a moment of silence for the fact that today is the day in history that Plenty of the Elder perished. Yeah. While trying to rescue people from Mount Vesuvius. But not when
0: people hear this.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: It'll be well after. Well, then never mind. Uh, what? Uh, so we're, we're getting- Remember
1: that you forgot.
0: <laughs> remember that I forgot. So we're um, we're getting a little timely today. So what, what are we talking about?
1: Well, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about asbestos and the, the illnesses that can be caused by asbestos because there's been a lot of uh, talk in the media and we've gotten a lot of emails and, and tweets and questions- Uh, regarding the changes in the way that the EPA is going to regulate Mm -hmm. asbestos moving forward. And um, there it sounded pretty outrageous when I first started reading about it. And usually when I hear that, I think, well, I'm this is probably not as outrageous as it sounds. I'm not understanding something. And I think it. It almost is as outrageous as it sounds, actually. So, <laughs> I thought it would be helpful for us to kind of look into what asbestos is and what kind of health risks there are from it, and the history of that. How did we figure that out? You know, okay. why? Do you even know, Justin, what asbestos is? Well, it's uh, I didn't. So don't feel bad if you. I had no idea. I mean, I knew
0: it's like fireproof dust.
1: Uh, yeah, that's fairly close.
0: Fireproof like fibers, I think. Yeah, like insulation
1: that's pretty good that's a that's a good that's a good I really had no concept I mean I learned in medical school of course what it can do and so I knew to ask the question you know if I saw certain like symptoms or patterns on x-rays or that kind of thing have you ever worked around asbestos but if you if you broke it down to like what actually is this mineral I was very clueless to that to that end of it um Asbestos is actually the term for six different silicate minerals. They're just naturally occurring. They're just crystals. Like, you can mine them anywhere on Earth, actually. Mm-hmm. Asbestos occurs naturally all over the planet. Every continent has... there. You can dig down and find asbestos.
0: So what are we wasting our time podcasting for? Let's go get rich. Let's go get asbestos.
1: Well, what?
0: Let's go get that asbestos. It's waiting out there for us. Do it's the <laughs> asbestos rush of 2018.
1: Let's go. Do you... Mm-mm. You know that like bad I'm going to get to yes. that it's like it does Bad stuff. We've got masks
0: From when you had the flu. Well, it's fine
1: Okay, but no mm, no, And I mean what are you going to do with it?
0: Uh, sell it to the highest bidder I guess I don't really, I haven't really thought through it You're, No, let's not minus really Let's not minus asbestos Let's not even mine asbestos is. <laughs>
1: Let's not do that Um, Nobody's doing it in the US anyway
0: Okay, well them, uh, there like are that. other places. Pioneers, the we, first. No
1: no we stopped doing that. Oh. W- w- you're getting ahead of us. Um, so these crystals are made of long thin fibers and they can break easily into many 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 little teeny fibrils when whenever it's agitated. So when you try to break the rock apart or break mm-hmm. the crystal apart right. So mining it for instance chipping away at it would be a great way to Basically turn this into a Particulate particulate dust that's flying through the air That you're breathing in Or um, building with it, cutting it Yeah, pretty much
0: interacting with it In a destructive way
1: (laughs) In in any way Yeah, Um, There are various types and we usually identify them by color There's blue, asbestos White, asbestos, brown and green Hmm. Um, And it exists Like I said, it exists on every continent And it has been mined since ancient times We have known about it for a very long time Uh, Way back in 4,000 BCE, asbestos was used for wicks in candles and lamps, asbestos fibers.
0: Wait, I thought it was fireproof. Or is it just fire resistant? It's extremely
1: fire resistant.
0: So it can kind of like, yeah. So it's
1: great for a wick. It's great for a wick. Right. Um, They actually used to make burial shrouds out of asbestos uh, for um, two reasons. One, they preserve the body pretty well. They're pretty pretty everything proof. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like the, like, because it's such a, uh, thin crystal, fibrous, fibrous thing, you can like weave it into cloth and things or like mats and that kind of thing. Um, it's a very flexible, adaptable material. Um, so you would put it over the body of like an ancient pharaoh. Um, it used to be, uh like part of clay pots you would make it into into clay pots um, in order to make them more resistant to heat so you could heat things in them because of the asbestos fibers in them Um, you could also put them over bodies on funeral pyres the idea being that because they were so heat resistant at the end you would have separate ashes of the deceased and then the fire itself so that if you wanted to save the ashes of your deceased loved one oh, much like we do today sure that's separate from everything else and the asbestos cloth allowed you to do so uh, uh supposedly charlemagne had a tablecloth made out of asbestos oh great and you can hear like stories of great rulers who would like have their cloth made of asbestos that they would clean by throwing into the fire and then removing it that sounds
0: okay listen which sounds been, pretty cool that sounds awesome
1: yeah <laughs> it sounds so easy um the name asbestos
0: i wonder you know what would be amazing what kids' clothes may have asbestos. Because that they're so messy all the time. Imagine the convenience. I'm gonna look into this. The imagine the convenience of being able to throw all your kids' clothes into a fire.
1: Well, there there's some obvious problems with that, but I will say that a lot of baby clothes, especially um sleepwear, comes with a tag that tells you how flammable it is. Yeah. So it would solve that problem. At
0: least it solves that problem. It may create others. Though.
1: Yes, as we will get to. Uh, the name asbestos probably comes from our old pal in Morium, Pliny the Elder. Ah, uh, my dude. Yes, who he used the term asbestinon in his in, <laughs> natural history. Targeting systems um, active. Asbestanon, destroy. <laughs> it actually means unquenchable or inextinguishable. So it's in a reference to the fact that it was very heat resistant fire resistant and he talks about how how heat resistant it is and also that it was really good to like wrap it around a tree before you cut it down
0: because and it was
1: very quiet it would dampen the sound it's also very soundproof it's oh. great for soundproofing
0: this is a great building material
1: he also thought it was a vegetable Ah, oh, plenty <laughs>
0: Oh plenty he did so good <laughs> except for that one the one thing you beef
1: the, there aren't a lot of documented
0: maybe it is a vegetable though
1: It's hard to say, (laughs) but like most toxic substances, somebody usually tries this kind of thing for medicine at some point. There aren't a ton of documented medical uses. Well, I mean, there are none real. There are no real ones, but usually I list some fake ones. People tried to use this for ABC. There was some um, scattered use of it for skin conditions sometimes like to put on skin lesions, Mm -hmm. um, like especially stuff that itches to try to call me itch. That probably doesn't work. No, um, But largely asbestos from its, you know, uh, discovery was used mainly for things like clothes or paper, jackets, helmets, money. There was some money, purses. You could um, maybe wrap flaming pitch and tar in asbestos and then catapult it over a wall at your enemy. You know, those kinds of things.
0: You see this sometimes, though. If something's already very useful in other contexts, a lot of times people don't uh don't try to find other meta for uses for. It's like it, it it's it's almost you see this assumption that like I think it's part of why like you see feces used so often it's like everything should be pulling its weight. Like what are you doing? Like asbestos, you're good. You're very useful. Mm-hmm. Um cow turds, like what's going on? What do you got? <laughs> you must do something. What are you here for?
1: Um so asbestos was known to be useful for a very long time, but the mining of asbestos Really picked up in the 19th century, uh, with the Industrial Revolution. I mean, that was that was as the Industrial Revolution occurred. That's where you really see, um, asbestos being used widespread and mined widespread because it was great for building applications. It was very good insulation. It was very heat resistant. Like I said, it was soundproof. You could mix it with a lot of different stuff. You could weave weave it into fibers. You could um, mix it into cement. Um, That was done a lot to to be used during construction. It was great insulator for steam engines and turbines and boilers and ovens and electrical generators. It was used in shipbuilding. Obviously, it was used in all kinds of um, building building, you -hmm. know, because we know that because it is so often now removed very delicately from buildings that it has been used in in the past. Um, But there were just so many different applications for it. It was a very adaptable material. It was good for the things that we were using it for you know, I mean, it did the stuff that we needed it to do. And uh, the industry grew until over 30,000 tons were being produced annually by 1900. Um, And because of that, if you start to think about asbestos was being used all throughout the world, in these different applications, people were being exposed to it that way. But because the demand for it was so high, the first thing that changed was how many people were being exposed to it in the processing. Mm. So you have the people who are mining the asbestos who are all obviously being exposed directly to asbestos as they're chipping it out of the earth. Right. right. And then you have all of the people who are involved in the processing of asbestos. It could actually be like carded, kind of like you think of like wool, like woven. OK. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. put it on a card. Yeah. Um, and you could employ like you not just usually men were used in the mines, but you couldn't you didn't just need men for this. You could use women and children. So you start to see women and children exposed to asbestos because they're being used in the factories to collect the asbestos and process it and card it and weave it into, you know, whatever and then sell it, right. ship it out for whatever you're going to use it for. So a lot of people are now involved in the asbestos industry at this point. A lot of people are being exposed to raw asbestos constantly.
0: Now are we seeing a – is it sort of like where you saw the advent of black lung where it took like a long time before people sort of accepted like, oh, this is having an effect? Or is it like a one-to-one – like is everybody getting sick?
1: Everybody isn't getting sick. But a lot of people do start getting sick. But it, it's exactly like you said. It takes a while. It's I think um, occupational illnesses like this, comparing it to co-workers pneumoconiosis or black lung, mm-hmm. is, it's a good comparison because it seems like in retrospect you look back and... Obviously, inhaling coal dust all day seems like a bad idea. Right. It seems like it should be bad for your lungs. And of course, it is. Inhaling asbestos fibers, when you look at it from the surface, you go, oh, well, obviously that's going to damage your lungs. It makes so much sense. But it took a while. Um, One, for everybody to realize that's what was happening. And two, for industry leaders to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. um, And for, yes. And for governments to regulate that. Right. Because as I've already mentioned, it was a really great product for so many things. If you were making asbestos, if you were selling asbestos, you really didn't want it to be dangerous. Right. Um, especially as dangerous as it ends up being. So um, in hen- uh, in 1858, Henry Ward Johns founded the H.W. Johns Manufacturing Company in Lower Manhattan when he was 21. Um, And he because of him, when we talk about like the U.S. story of asbestos, he greatly expanded the uses of as of asbestos. That was a a lot of the um, more like in different building applications. A lot of the ways that asbestos started being used in the U.S. after that was because of this industry, because of this guy and and his company. He actually merged with the Manville Covering Company um, to form the largest manufacturer manufacturer of asbestos in the U.S., Uh, And he would later die of what was diagnosed as dust this pneumonitis Hmm. at age 61. So he probably was one of and we'll get into some of the earliest cases of um, uh, pulmonary asbestosis. So, you know, the destruction of the lungs that occurs because of asbestos. He's probably one of the earliest cases of that. And he was one of the founders of one of the largest asbestos companies in U.S. history. Um, as early as eighteen ninety seven we started to see that maybe this was dangerous, okay, right, like kind of like you said, we as, early we, as when eighteen ninety seven okay, so before we reached this big boom, we were already starting to suspect that maybe the mining of asbestos could cause some problems for the people who were mining it. uh there was an Austrian doctor who was examining one of his patients who worked in the asbestos mines and said, you know what, I really think all these lung problems he's having might be due to the asbestos dust. Um, And there was an 1898 report that regarded the asbestos manufacturing process in England, where factories had been routinely inspected since 1833, and said, basically, there is widespread lung damage. Because of this is the asbestos mill because of the dust. We don't know exactly what's happening, but we know, or we really feel that all these people working in this asbestos factory have lung damage, and this is why. Okay. Um, so we have some reports that are saying like, yeah, you know, we think this is bad. Of course, this isn't slowing anything at this no, point. No, 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 no. Um, asbestos was listed as a harmful substance um, by Adelaide Anderson, the inspector of factories in the UK in 1902. She's one of like the first females to ever hold. A position like that. Cool. I think that's cool. And she was one of the first to like say, you know what, asbestos is probably dangerous. It didn't, again, didn't change anything yet. And in 1906, we have the first documented death of an asbestos worker from pulmonary failure um, by Dr. Montague Murray at London's Charing Cross Hospital. Um, and the there was a 33-year-old and the autopsy showed all of these uh, large asbestos fibers in his lungs. And the thought was, you know what, maybe this fibrosis that's occurring Maybe this is related to the asbestos. Um, and uh, this was in the, this was in the UK and that started to be understood there. But uh, other places in the world, the U.S., for instance, was not ready to accept that or acknowledge that.
0: So it was so hard to protect workers from stuff like that. Back then the gears turned so slowly, it seemed like.
1: hmm. No, it's Without it's proper protections in place, and you you're also t- looking at a time when it took a long time for information to spread. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking oh, about sure, isolated yeah. case reports and you have a lot of people with a lot of money who have a vested interest in keeping that quiet, it can be very hard to get that research out. It's very easy for me to go back in history and kind of, see the case building right but at the at that time these would have been isolated blips all over the world where people where doctors were finding this and the pathologists were looking at these fibers in the lungs and saying i think something's going on but not everybody was communicating it's not, yet. On,
0: it's not on buzzfeed
1: exactly exactly right. the high because pro- they didn't have internet what what really I mean, what, yes yes honey that's there you go it's different you got it then it was Uh, The really high-profile case that probably changed a lot of stuff in the U.K. was Nellie Kershaw. This was a young woman who started working in asbestos, uh, like, manufacturing companies and factories when she was 12. Uh, She was employed by Turner Brothers Asbestos, and at age 29, she started showing symptoms of pulmonary fibrosis, Mm -hmm. which is odd in a 29-year-old woman. Uh, By 31, she was so debilitated she couldn't work, so she went on leave. She tried to file for workers' comp. And the company basically said, no, this has nothing to do with asbestos, and uh, we are never going to acknowledge anything otherwise, and you'll never get a penny, because as soon as we acknowledge that, we probably owe a lot of people money. Yeah. So, no way. She fought, never got any workers' comp, uh, died at age 33 of what we now know is pulmonary asbestosis, Um, and... Even after that, uh, there was still, the company still said no. They actually employed somebody to do an autopsy and say, oh, no, it was just uh, tuberculosis. A second autopsy by a different doctor, Dr. Dr. William Edmund Cook, later looked at her lungs again and said, no, she did have tuberculosis and there was scarring. But that had resolved what caused her death were these big pieces of asbestos that I found in her lungs Mm -hmm. that definitely caused the fibrosis and resulted in her dying um and he published this in the British Medical Journal which is what led to parliamentary action to start to list asbestos as a dangerous subject or a substance and regulate it and that was really the beginning of the end of asbestos across the Atlantic mm-hmm. um, was this case this was a big high profile case
0: in England in England
1: <laughs> in England um Yeah, You know, she has a uh, a monument to her memory, to her as well as every other worker who probably died of asbestos exposure without it being recognized. Mm -hmm. It was finally erected in 2006. Oh, that's something. Um, Yeah. Um, And alongside this, before we get to what happened in the U.S., alongside this was this new concept, this new disease that was starting to be recognized at this time in history called mesothelioma. Now, doctors had been debating for a while whether it was possible for cancer to arise from the mesothelium, which is this lining around our lungs and our abdomen and our heart. It's just a specific kind of cellular lining, right? Specific kind of cell. Okay. Um, And they had found tumors there rarely before. It was kind of a a rare cancer to find, um, largely on autopsy. But it was always assumed that it had metastasized from somewhere else. This Mm -hmm. was a cancer that came from somewhere else that just ended up in this lining, but it didn't start there. Okay. It was not the primary cancer. Um, it was very rare. It was very aggressive. There were some case reports, but not enough for anybody to piece together exactly what this was or why it was happening or was it its own entity or just, you know, a progression of another kind of cancer. It was finally proposed in 1935 by London pathologist Steve Gloin that maybe the asbestos is connected somehow, and this is a distinct entity. This is a cancer unto itself. Not just a progression of another cancer But it really wasn't accepted until 1960 There were two guys, Wagner and Slegs Who were observing these South African These are good names
0: I don't <laughs> want to pass that by without saying that Wagner and Slegs Is good
1: uh, They were observing these South African mine workers And they started to notice how many of them who worked in these asbestos mines had these plaques, these big cancerous plaques forming on the linings of their lungs. Mm -hmm. And they started to study them. And unfortunately, a lot of this was autopsies because people were dying of this. And they published their findings in the British British Medical Journal in 1960 and said, look, almost all these people got mesothelioma. This is a cancer and it's asbestos. And that's the problem.
0: It's not a coincidence.
1: No, it's not a coincidence. And this was supported by a researcher in the U.S., Dr. Irving Selikoff, in 1964, who started following all of these different um, union asbestos and rubber company workers in New Jersey, over a thousand workers, and found that the mortality rate among these employees was 25 percent higher than you would expect than, than statistics would suggest and that they died largely from asbestosis as asbestos related lung cancer other types of lung stomach colon cancer basically asbestos is killing people it's destroying their lungs and it's definitely causing cancer um this is 1964 is when we figured all of this out uh that mesothelioma is its own thing and asbestos It seems like there was a
0: time, I mean, it seems like there was a time period maybe where we were kind of turning
1: a bit of a blind eye
0: (laughs) to this, perhaps.
1: So what you would expect is after I read these sentences for me to say, and asbestos was banned and we've never used it again.
0: Short episode, but a great one. Thank you, Sydney. And thank you for listening. Uh, That's going to do it for us for this week. Um, No,
1: so you're probably wondering why I'm still talking about asbestos right now, then. Well, I'm going to tell you. But well, let's head to the billing department first. Let's go.
0: The medicines, the medicines that escalate
1: macabre for the mouth.
0: Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy?
1: I don't remember. Well, there's that. no
0: need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar.
1: I don't think I was going to. Squarespace,
0: what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, You got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com Sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code Sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at Factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. Our first sponsor this week is Squarespace. You want to start a new business? You want to make it stand out? Then you want to get started with Squarespace. It's a place to showcase your work You can blog or publish content or sell products and services of all kinds. And uh, Squarespace is going to make it really easy for you to make a beautiful, uh, customizable website from these uh, lovely templates that are created by world-class designers. They used to have a bunch that were created by real, real jags, like really useless (laughs) doofuses. And they're like, these are all terrible. They're all green. They all have gifs of guys in construction hats working on the website, Uh, there are counters, prominent counters, three to four counters on each of these templates.
1: None of this is true, by the way. Clear
0: them out. Let's get some (laughs) world-class designers in here. So that's what you got at Squarespace. And uh, they've also got 24-7 award-winning customer support. So if one of those terrible templates is still in the system somewhere, you ferret it out. You can call them anytime you want. So uh, you head to squarespace.com right now. Sorry, squarespace.com slash sawbones. Don't go to Squarespace.com without the slash Sawbones. You'll be wasting your time. You get a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code SAWBONES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Squarespace. They didn't give me a tagline.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's
0: not a good one that I came up with kind of off the top of my head. Uh, You know what I'm... Uh, I'm excited because we're about to leave for vacation and tour, but you know what I'm a little uh, sad about, Sid?
1: What are you going to miss, Justin? Well,
0: I'm going to miss our cats and our fish. And not really. I'm going to miss our bowl and branch sheets. sheets. Uh, We have been sleeping so well since we made the switch to bowl and branch. You may have read about them in Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Fast Company. They're all talking about bowl and branch from bedding to blankets. These are 100% organic cotton that starts out soft and gets even softer, believe it or not. Shipping is free, and you can try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back and get a refund to get you started right now. Our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com, promo code SAWBONES. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's bowl, B O L L, and branch.com, promo code Sawbones. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Sawbones.
1: Lastly, Sid, uh, Stitch Fix. Can you tell me about it real quick? So I love Stitch Fix. Oh, yeah. um, And that's because I'm not really great necessarily at picking out clothes for myself, but I do know what I like when I see it. And Stitch Fix has got your back if you're like me because you just answer some questions about your sizes, your favorite styles, what your budget is. And a personal stylist will select five brand new clothing items just for you. They'll ship them to you. You can try them on and only pay for what you keep. Now, if you're like me, you're going to end up keeping everything almost every time because my stylist has really got a sense for what I like now. And uh, I love the clothes I get there. It's really, it's revolutionized buying new clothes for me. I was always somebody who kind of hated shopping because I wasn't good at just searching through racks. And this has fixed that problem for me. Um, If you don't like something, if you need another size, you send them back. Shipping is free both ways. And uh, if you hurry to stitchfix.com slash sawbones right now, get started, you can keep all five items you receive and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. Stitchfix.com slash sawbones.
0: Uh, so Cindy, you're about to say that the story of asbestos continued against all odds, inspirationally.
1: <laughs> that's right. So uh, all this that's happening across the pond is not stopping anything in the U.S. at this point in history. Um, I always think of, I read the Lorax to the girls recently, and I thought we were biggering and biggering our asbestos use, <laughs> biggering and biggering. Um, we were a country on the grow, and we were using 60% of the world's production of Asbestos in 1942 so that was only growing we had um, we used you know in World War II thousands of tons of asbestos was used for ships to insulate piping and boilers and steam engines and things like that um, and for every a thousand workers in the shipyards about 14 died of mesothelioma hmm. and who knows how many had asbestosis from that um, the the peak of our use came in 1977 that was when you really, and, and this is long after we have all these documented cases and regulation that was happening. We know it's bad. We um, know it's bad. And you can look all over. I, I, I use the UK as an example because there were a lot of high profile cases there. Um, but there were other countries that were already like Canada was already figuring this out and Australia was already figuring this out. There were a lot of other places that were already regulating the use of asbestos a lot more tightly than we were. Um,
0: and we knew we shouldn't. Right. We just looked at it. We're like, you know what? It's been a stressful week. Let's be bad Let's just let's just use asbestos one time. Let's and, just keep using asbestos.
1: And this is not this is not conjecture. I'm not saying this from from like a political standpoint. We documented there there was a lot of uh, litigation about this. and uh, there are court records that prove the asbestos industry knew what it was doing. They knew people were dying. They knew asbestos was causing asbestosis and lung cancer and mesothelioma. Long before it was released and revealed and regulated um, the way that it was. So there, there was this was this was a conspiracy and it was covered up and a lot of people were harmed because of it. And there's not this is not me saying that there's documented evidence. It was one of the largest class action lawsuits in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still see the ads today. Right on TV like this is not Yeah this is not news I mean you still see the Mesothelioma if you you
0: know the term mesothelioma It's almost certainly because you're watching Judge Judy Mm
1: -hmm. I always remember That do you remember the one where the woman Says my husband worked in a factory Where the asbestos fell like snow
0: Yes I do remember that actually Yeah Yeah, I I think
1: they also used to use Asbestos for fake snow in Hollywood
0: Uh, Yeah I've heard that yes So
1: Anyway, um, so after the awareness of asbestos-related lung disease started spreading among the public and especially among unions, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of unions started to, you know, demand action to protect their workers and their members because the big companies were not. I mean, they, you know, they had a lot of money invested in using it. Um, And at at that moment, we didn't have other things to use to replace it. Now, of course, now we do. But at that moment, we, we didn't have better substances than that. Um, the U.S. started to pass legislation to limit the use of asbestos in the 70s, but not banning it. They just started limiting it and regulating how we use it. Um, we uh, and, and again, I just want to reinforce, we knew it was dangerous since the 30s. It was linked to mesothelioma in the 40s. It was definitely dangerous in the 60s. The 70s, we start to regulate it. We don't close our last uh, last asbestos mine in the U.S. until 2002.
0: It must be so good. Like is this, is, I, I I'm almost sorry I missed the heyday. Asbestos must <laughs> have been awesome. Like that must asbestos been the best. What's well, not? What? I mean,
1: it's bad. It it's but bad it for humans. So
0: great though, because it took us literally a half century <laughs> to stop, to quit it, to finally give it up. Although, it can be difficult to quit things, even if you know that they're toxic. Mm -hmm. The human brain is not necessarily wired to avoid things that it knows is dangerous.
1: And I think, I mean... And
0: I think if you blow that out to a societal level, then it becomes even more challenging.
1: Well, and it took us a long time to stop using it, despite the fact that we knew it was definitely linked to lung disease and cancer. And I think with that statement, you could see a very clear parallel that you could draw. (laughs) Well... With yeah. perhaps another giant industry that <laughs> that is still just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could also make the argument that, like, I don't know, should we stop using this? I don't know. It's already in everything. <laughs> like we already used it to build pretty much everything in America. So I don't know that we're going to do much <laughs> good. Like you can only get so wet. Like we should just keep rolling with it. I don't know. Well,
1: I don't but know. It's, it's really in everything the, already. It, it's really the. I mean, the agitation of the fibers is the really big risk. So the thought that it's in this insulation in this building isn't necessarily dangerous, but it can be. I mean, stuff degrades over time. Mm -hmm. Stuff gets damaged. So the risk is there, but the high risk is when it is actively being. Right. So like removing asbestos from a building is much higher risk than it just being there at that moment. Right. Although is it greater in the long run to get it out and dispose of it safely? Yeah, probably. I mean, um, it's just expensive and time consuming. Uh, there is no safe form of asbestos. I say that because that's being called into question now. There is no safe form. There are ones that are not um, regulated in the se- to the same extent, but they're all recognized as being carcinogenic. Every form of asbestos mm-hmm. period. That's it. Um, and there's no s- way to make it safe through mixing it with other substances. There was an argument for a while that you could put it in cement. And that even after like even when the cement was like chipped away at later or like began to break down or whatever, it would be safe. Like it somehow made
0: bonded to it. Yeah, and
1: no, it's not true. Once you once you start to break that cement apart, the the little fibers that are released are identical to the original fibers that you find in nature. So that's not safe. Um, There was a big high profile case related to asbestos and talc. You may have heard of because this just happened on July twelfth of this year. Wow. That a Missouri jury ordered Johnson and Johnson to pay 4.69 billion to 22 women who allege that um, the talc-based products from the company were infested with asbe- asbestos and gave them ovarian cancer. Oh, um, and talc naturally, like where you mine talc, um, it it's at a same it's it can easily be um, what am I trying to say? Like contaminated. By asbestos because they're close underground, mm-hmm. like seams of one or close to seams of the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, there was actually for a while we were worried that uh, crayons were contaminated with asbestos because crayons can contain talc. Um, now they never proved any danger to children, but in response to that, U.S. crayon companies all really all, all remove the talc from their crayons okay. to be on the safe side. That's something. Um,
0: At least the crayon industry is responsible.
1: <laughs> uh, so. We know, we've established, asbestos exposure can cause fibrosis of the lungs, mesothelioma. It can cause lung cancer. It's worse with some types of asbestos, certainly, than others, but all are dangerous. Longer exposures tend to be worse, like people who were mining it and working in the factories. Smoking with asbestos exposure is way more dangerous than asbestos exposure alone. Okay. Um, But it's all dangerous. It's dangerous. And the treatments at this point aren't great. Treatment for pulmonary asbestosis is mainly supportive. We do things to improve symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, supportive care for you can if you have enough lung damage it can result in heart damage over time whatever the lung damage is from. Um, this very similar to you drew the again black lung coal workers pneumoconiosis very very similar to that. We do supportive treatments to try to prolong life but it's a progressive disease mm-hmm. um, and, and there's no cure so to speak, for it, other than new lungs. Right. right. Um mes- that happen? Lung- you can do lung transplants. Oh, I didn't. Mm. No. Uh, mesothelioma is a very aggressive cancer. The prognosis is still not great. Um, treatment over decades has kind of evolved. We tried surgery for a while. We tried radiation for a while. We tried chemo. Now we know that combinations of these things work best for most patients, our surgeries have, have advanced a great deal what we can do with them. Um, and usually it's it, it's a tricky cancer because it's a little different in every person. So you have to kind of find what combo of these treatments works best for each patient. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very challenging disease to treat. Um, 125 million people around the world are still regularly exposed to asbestos in the workplace. Um, so there's still a lot of exposure and it's still very dangerous. So with all this in mind, did we did we recently legalize asbestos? That's the uh, question. That's that what I've
0: been led to believe by the media.
1: So not I mean, we sort of. Not exactly. So the EPA under President Obama was already involved in this huge overhaul. Obama did it. Okay. That <laughs> makes sense. No. All right. No. We got him, folks. We got him. Uh, President Obama tried to save us from this issue. He he, under his administration, the EPA was involved in this huge overhaul of what's called the Toxic Substances Control Act. So what they were trying to do was streamline the way we regulate toxic substances and chemicals in the workplace in an effort to protect workers better. Um, it provided a framework that would have allowed us to ban because you know asbestos is not technically banned.
0: It's just like we kind of all stopped (laughs) we can't yes
1: and we can't there are certain uses that it's banned for but like asbestos as a product is not is not a it's not a banned substance as it is in other countries there are other places where it is the u.s hasn't done that um it's just very rarely used we use very little but this would have provided a framework to ban any new uses of asbestos and that's a way of phasing it out of existence so basically we stop using it completely And then we start the very long, as you said, arduous process of trying to remove all the old asbestos, right? Because there's asbestos in so many buildings and and things that already exist. So first we stop using it. Then we very slowly over the next, I don't know how many years, decades, hundreds, I don't know, remove all the old asbestos. However, as we are aware, there are new sheriffs in town Mm -hmm. and under uh, Trump and especially Pruitt, the EPA uh, has taken this overhaul in a very different direction. Um, Once you kind of, and I think that makes sense, if you have legislation that you think needs fixed and so you start opening it up to try to change it, it's at a like there's a vulnerability right now. And you could have used it to protect workers or you could start skewing it to allow for businesses to perhaps um, decrease safety protections in order to make more money. Yeah. Um, Right. You could probably guess what direction we're going. So they have sought a new, what's called a significant new use rule for asbestos, which means uh, this is a way of evaluating and regulating a toxic substance by the EPA prior to its induction. And this is being billed as, look, we just want to do this so that we can regulate asbestos more closely. But underneath it, they have opened the door to use asbestos in new ways, which wasn't the plan. The plan was to not use any more asbestos. What they're saying is, no, we're going to use asbestos maybe. In new ways And the EPA will be in charge of regulating that We have a formula that we'll use to regulate To figure out is the risk worth it And if it's sufficiently minimal Then we'll allow for a new use of asbestos Mm -hmm. Um The problem with that is how do they decide if it's risky? How do they decide if this new use is risky or not?
0: Well, they don't need to because there's all this research that says it is.
1: Well, they're not going to use any of that research because a document that was published in May called the Problem Formulation of the Risk Evaluation for Asbestos outlines how they're going to evaluate the risk of new uses of asbestos. And it specifically prohibits the use of any legacy research. Meaning all this giant body of evidence that we have that says asbestos is dangerous in all these different applications, we're not going to use any of that to decide if it's safe or dangerous in this new application. So all the research we have for all these decades, of all the people who have, who have become ill or died from exposure to asbestos, none of that is going to be used in this new risk calculation. You're just going to throw it all out and start over. And obviously that leaves the door open to lower that risk and use asbestos in new ways um which i think could be very dangerous for for workers in this country uh why would we do this i don't know I, well one money i mean yeah. right okay. like there's well, gotta be, there's money. money there's money somewhere somebody somebody's gonna benefit from this somebody's gonna profit from this somebody wants to use asbestos Somebody wants to buy it, somebody wants to sell it, and somebody wants to put it in something. I don't know what new use, but something. Um, I would say part of it, too, is the fact that uh, Trump does not necessarily believe that asbestos is dangerous. Oh, yeah. In The Art of the Comeback, he states, I believe that the movement against asbestos was led by the mob because it was often mob-related companies that would do the asbestos removal. Great pressure was put on politicians, and as usual, the politicians relented. So, I guess if you didn't believe asbestos was dangerous to begin with, it would be easy to see why you would do this. Yeah, of course, why
0: you'd be pretty amped about it.
1: You'd also be wrong, though, because whether or not you believe asbestos is dangerous really doesn't matter. It is. You don't have to believe that. It, it is. Just is. It just is. Truth is truth, and it is. Um, the other thing that I think is worth mentioning is, as of 2015, over half of the world's asbestos supply was mined in Russia.
0: Whoa. We got him. That's it, folks. (laughs) That should wrap it up. Woo! I'm just saying. That is a fact. That's just a... Smoking gun right there. Finally got some evidence.
1: Asbestos is dangerous. Asbestos, um, if, I mean, inhaled. (laughs) Obviously, you have to inhale it for it to be dangerous. Its existence on Earth isn't, isn't intrinsically dangerous. But once you inhale it, it can cause lung disease and cancer and death. And we have... Lots and lots of evidence and lots of lots of doctors and scientists um, who say that. Lots of former EPA employees who are outraged um, and speaking out against these new these new regulations. Um, So there it is. There it's it is. It is kind of as outrageous as it sounds The, the the previously banned uses of asbestos are not unbanned. That's the only part that isn't true. They're not unbanning. Like if you couldn't use asbestos for this particular building thing, you still can't. They're just okay, but maybe there's a new way we can use it. They're not,
0: they're not like they're not gonna revert to shared custody, but maybe asbestos can come by on weekends and holidays. Maybe there's something else asbestos. Maybe asbestos can like drive you to the park or something. Mm -hmm. That's a weird analogy to use. I'll come up with a better one. They're
1: they're just, they're just, I mean, there is this is opening a door to introduce more asbestos into our I mean I was going to say into the marketplace into the economy into our our lives my, into our lungs. our
0: lungs yeah into our human bodies into our bodies of which and, we each have one
1: Um, I know that it's a very useful material but since it kills so us useful. I would fr- I am not a um builder I am just a doctor and my advice would be we keep it away from our human bodies
0: done okay good deal uh, <laughs> folks, <that's> gonna <laughs> do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. I was gonna say, I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you're sufficiently motivated to vote. I guess. <laughs> I oh. mean, I
1: think Pruitt's already out now, right? Hey, There's we did a, that. Like, it's like, did, like, I mean, that's done. Something. But but this is, I mean, I I I think this exists around him and beyond him and outside of him. So,
0: um, uh, we would ask that you uh share the episode, this episode, share it with some folks. Say, hey. If you want to know what's going on with asbestos and that it is f- for real, totally bad, listen to this episode. Uh, rate us on iTunes, etc., etc., etc. Thank you to the taxpayers for the use of Far song "Medicines" as the intro and outro in our program. And thanks to you, uh, we really appreciate it. We—I uh, should have mentioned—we um, are going to be trying to do Friday releases as much as possible. You know, supplements has always been a little bit inconsistent. Cause we're both parents of the same kids, so <laughs> the trouble seems to uh to have come by uh simultaneously. We are gonna make an effort though, um, to release on Fridays. So look for a new episode next Friday. Until uh, that time, though, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.